We're We the People. And we're recording from the occupied territory of the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi people. Or what you probably know to be Chicago. And the Chumash, Keech, and Tatavian people. Or Los Angeles. Guess what? We're all on stolen land. Take a second to learn whose land you occupy. And take meaningful, direct action to decolonize and restore these lands to their rightful stewards. Action items and resources can be found in the link tree on our Instagram, at We The People Present. Welcome to We The People! I'm Dana. I'm Tina. I'm Asia. I'm Lionel. <laughs> and this is our last episode of the year. Oh. Yo, we're so good at sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need one of those sound effect boards, mm-hmm. although I would love one for the podcast. Yeah, a fart machine would be great. Um, I have a Casio <laughs> that does. <laughs> so like a Jean Belcher. You're like Gia, you're Jean from Bob's Rivers. Who's Casio? It's like a keyboard. Oh. <laughs> that keyboard. I literally right almost spit out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Casio? <laughs> well, it's one of my really one of my really good friends. Bestie. Uh, I'm like, I bestie. thought you were quarantining with your boyfriend. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's Casio. Who the fuck is Casio? Listen, I mean, Casio is a character in Othello, so yeah, true. That, that was a valid, valid question. I played Othello in college. Ooh. Oh my god, I bet you were spectacular. Uh, Tina. He was okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Asia. I I even did it with an accent. You did? I did the whole thing with an accent. like. I would like a preview of that now, please. Thank yeah. you. Okay, let me, I was like, I did please have on to draw me with affliction. Had the rain all kinds of sores and shames on my bare head. Given to captivity, me and my utmost opinion. I would have, yeah, something like that. And then I did the, I legitimately could listen to that for like hours. Ever. Oh, yep. shit. Forever. Forever. It's like ASMR. Wow, oh. kids, here we are. Yeah, end of 2020. End of the year. After 12 long, 12 long years. Man. We've made it. If you had to... Uh, okay, which one of these things do you think was more important to your 2020 experience? Mm-hmm. Two options. Mm-hmm. Your face care regimen mm-hmm. or the amount of wine you drank? Oh, I can answer this right away. Because I surprisingly have only had maybe two glasses of wine all quarantine. Which is, I literally have an industrial-sized bottle of white wine in my fridge that I have not opened, and I honestly couldn't tell you why. Um, So for me, it's definitely my face care regimen. I've gotten, like, honed my skin care routine. Honestly, my skin has never looked so good, and there is no one to appreciate it. Same. Same with (laughs) Tina. Well, I will say this in looking at both of your faces. You look very good. You look moist, and I hate that word. And you look... You, you disrespectfully look dewy, but I would like to uh, go back for just a minute, if you wouldn't mind. Did you say two drinks the entire quarantine? I did say two drinks the entire quarantine, and I think it's because, like, I like alcohol. I like to drink. It upsets my um, body to drink, but... I'm a social drinker. Like, I drink with people. I never have been an alone drinker. And since I've been alone for so long, um, I just haven't haven't really 
I've been, I mean, I've been eating a lot of edibles, but that's not the same. I thought I was a social drinker too, but I brought all my personalities with me and I poured <laughs> each of them a drink <laughs> and, and drank. And, and you dra- get one and you get one. <laughs> and drank all their drinks. Are they different drinks? Nope. We all do fish bowls. We all, <laughs> four straws, one fish. Ooh, wee, ooh, wee. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, skincare for this lady, too. I'm not a big drinker these days, except with Josh's mom. Josh's mom and I do wine time, but. No, ooh, wine time. But yeah, skincare out of way. Hell yeah. Well, okay, what's everyone's. This is gonna. Whatever. Well, I wanna know everyone's skincare regimen. Ooh. Oh my gosh. How long do we have? I mean, endless time, because I'm editing this. So, <laughs> <laughs> not as much as I need to. Forever. Okay, for me, I always kind of do the same thing. It's cleanser, toner, serum, um, usually more than one serum, depending on what they are. Uh, Eye cream, moisturizer, if I'm feeling dry, second moisturizer. And then at night, probably an overnight mask and during the day, sunscreen. Yes. So my mom got this skincare book last time I was home. And it was like all this information on the order you're supposed to do things in and how you're supposed to apply things. But there was nothing in there about how to apply acne products, which as a 28 year old woman who still has the acne of a teenager, um, uh, it's been a whole journey figuring out how to deal with my um, like puberty skin, even though I'm a full grown (laughs) adult human. (laughs) Um, But I finally feel like I've figured out a thing, which is like, I'll do the acne stuff at night in place of one of my serums. And Mm. that seems to be like, Keeping it under control. I do. I use Paula's Choice. That's like my uh, brand of choice. But I do Paula's Choice facial wash. Then I do Paula's Choice. It's a toner, but it's a toner that balances out your skin and it gives you this sheen. Then I follow that up with the Ultra Rich Moisturizer. Then I follow that up with SPF 50 specifically. Then at nighttime, I wash my face. I use a toner. While the toner is setting, I put my under eye cream on. While that's done setting, I do a 0.01 retinol from Paula's Choice all over the skin. Then I follow that up with a niacosamine, which is just a little sealant to give you back elasticity. Then I follow that up with a hydrating overnight mask. And every other Sunday, I use the Aztec clay mask from Whole Foods with apple cider vinegar. And on Wednesdays, I use a skin buff. But other than that, I'm pretty like chill. <laughs> but other than that, we're, yeah, yeah I go fun. with the I go with the flow. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> for our listeners, most of us are in our thirties. Tina is still. I'm young and youthful. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> young and <laughs> Tina youthful. Still has youth. I'm so. I have the most gray hair out of everybody on this call <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> but it's cool. You look like Rogue from X Men. Thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. I am very cool. It's true. Um, so today we thought that we would have a little bit of a wrap up of this truly excellent year. (laughs) Just incredible. I mean, so so many. What's the word in Great British Baking Show for a cake that's like too stodgy? Stodgy. (laughs) Stodgy, yeah. 2020 was hella stodgy. (laughs) Stodgy, we had a soggy bottom. We were both under and overbaked. Under and over. (laughs) Too much salt. 
actually flipped the salt and the sugar on accident. Yeah. I think this is a good time to talk about what today is about. Our 2020 wrap up, which more specifically, we, your amazing hosts, have decided to break down this year month by month. But as... A 20-second challenge, a.k.a. meaning we're going to try to give you as much about each month in 20 seconds as we time each other. We've never done this before. <laughs> Happy 2020. Yeah, this is our <laughs> gift to you. Okay, just say go. Um, we're starting with January, obviously. Yeah. Um, when you say go, then I'll flip it. Okay, okay. ready? Three, set, go. Okay, um, so The Nation was still reeling from the release of Cats, the film, um, the previous <laughs> month. Um, Trump was uh, impeached and the trial was in January. It was a whole mess. Um, the Australian wildfires, Australia was just on fire. Uh, that was a nightmare. Um, RIP to Kobe and Gianna Bryant. Uh, Brexit was finalized, which sucked. Uh, the Circle came out that show. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. I didn't even get to mention that Lionel and I opened a play together. Whoa! <laughs> mousetrap! The mousetrap! A British murder mystery. <laughs> We started the year off with him being impeached. I know. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and quote unquote acquitted. That was February. Oh. Was it? Oh well. Oh, okay. uh, no, the acquittal mention. was in February. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. My turn. You ready, Asia? Let's go in three, two, one. You're on. February, Trump was acquitted of said impeachment charges. Coronavirus got its official name, COVID-19. Harvey Weinstein was convicted of the worst rapes and horrible things in the industry. Boy Scouts <laughs> filed for bankruptcy. Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> came back and released an album. And Love is Blind happened. Hey! Yes! Jana, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. you're live march, in three, march, march. two, one, go! Pandemic, 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 lockdown, <laughs> stock market crashes, um, murder hornets come onto the scene. What the fuck are murder hornets? The last dance, which was my favorite of this year. The Hanks get COVID, Tiger King, some good news with John Krasinski, which was amazing, and bread. All of the bread. <laughs> <laughs> bread, bread, bread. Oh bread, my God, bread. bread. Okay, Lionel, I'll time bread. you. Okay, let me pull up my little map. A map, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, go. April 2020, 1,072,667 coronavirus cases in the U.S., 3,261,450 cases worldwide. April 15th, Kim Jong-un was suspected of deadly, of being ill or gravely ill. 15 days later, he popped up. <laughs> if you keep talking, I'll leave, and you can have it out with the rest of these people. If you keep talking, I'm going to leave. He's just such a talker. That was Donald Trump talking to Brian Kerr. Also, people protest, and the tumbling price of corn. <laughs> <laughs> Who's okay. next, Tina? It's me, it's me, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. In three, in two, one, go. Oh, May was a real bummer, y'all. Um, so we started off with the ongoing case um, about the two men who murdered Ahmaud Arbery while he was Ooh. jogging. Uh, the murder of George Floyd happened in May. The protests really kicked off in May. I thought murder hornets were in May, but I guess they were in March. Um, either way, they were a thing and I guess are no longer a thing. Um, a bunch of people graduated and there was a, a virtual commencement and uh, Chromatica came out. Lady Gaga. 
Just because it's June, 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 June. In three, in two, in one, you're on. June, BLM protests went global in countries around the world. Trump blasts a bunch of protesters, holds the Bible upside down for a photo op. Trump denies blasting a bunch of protesters and holding the Bible upside down for a photo op. BLM was painted on the street in front of the White House. Dems kneel in Kente cloth. I May Destroy You premieres. We the People present happens. Still no justice for Breonna Taylor. Ow! uh, Wow. We're at June? Uh-huh. Dems Neil in Kente cloth got me last night when I was researching. <laughs> I just saw that picture of Nancy Pelosi and was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that I photo. No it's, one said this is a bad All idea. of us were like, what are you uh, doing? We didn't want, we don't want this. No one we asked don't want for it. this. We asked for so many other things. We nobody, were very clear nobody wants about this. what we wanted. Jala. My and Dana's birth month. Yeah. What yeah. sign does that make you? Cancers, baby. We cry. Happy birthday, Cancers. We cry. We cry and eat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And are kind of psychic. A little bit. Well, minus the psychic part, I guess we're all Cancers (laughs) after this pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. right. And three. And two. And one. You're off. Okay. um, Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested. Nonstop fireworks. Fireworks every night, all the time, every time. What the fuck? No no annexation of Palestine. Protests in full effect still going. Bubonic plague in Mongolia. Violent surges in Nigeria. And no justice for Breonna Taylor. All right. Lionel, you ready for uh, August? Three, two, one, go. 29-year-old Jacob Blake was shot in Kenosha by cops and paralyzed from the waist down. A massive explosion in Beirut port sparked August 4th by accidental detonation of two... 1,750 tons of ammonia nitrate. August 11, Joe Biden announces Kamala Harris as his running mate. First black woman, first Asian woman. It's a majority presidential ticket. Black Panther Chadwick Boswick died at 43 on August 28th. Deadly fires erupted from California to Washington State, burning millions of anchors. Dell justice for Breonna Taylor and WAP comes out August 6th. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, who's next? TT. It's me, September. You ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, George Washington University professor Jessica Krug uh, re- uh, reveals that she was masquerading as a uh, Afro-Latina for a long time. She was not. She was white. Um, the West Coast was on fire. Uh, R.I.P. R.B.G. The parade boats at the Trump rally sunk into the water. Um, the Princess Bride had a reunion. And the Rose Garden Massacre, where all the Trump people got COVID, including Donald Trump himself. Boom. Oh, I forgot about the boat that sank in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go stand up for Trump in our boats. <laughs> yep. And the bigger Bye. boats ended up sinking the smaller boats because the rich are bad. Yeah. <gasps> and Mitch McConnell's hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What month did his hands turn black? It was recent, wasn't it? Was it October? That feels right. That tracks. Maybe. Okay, we ready for October? Yeah. Alright, we go in three. And two. And one. 
October, uh, Trump and others diagnosed officially with COVID from the Rose Garden uh, breakout. Fake ballot boxes in LA. Hey, democracy won in the Bolivian election and Chileans vote to draft a new constitution. Protests in Nigeria against brutality are met with police brutality. Keith Raniere is sentenced to 120 years in prison. A fly protested Pence's head in the VP debates and gets a, and the fly gets a Twitter. Mitch McConnell has black hands. Hey! <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> oh wait, and still no justice for Breonna Taylor. All right, November, you ready? Y'all, we are in the home stretch Ooh. of this year. Yep, yep, yep. And three, and two, and one. Danny, you're on. The election. President-elect Joe Biden, bitch! Um, four seasons, the vaccine is 90% effective, Tanzania protests, Belarus protests, um, people deny reality, people continue to deny reality people claim that the election was stolen people were shocked white supremacy still exists when a bunch of people still voted for donald trump no justice for brianna taylor hey all right bring us home lionel okay what's happening this month here we go three two one go happy december brandon bernard's case supreme court touches up the motion in texas DACA is reinstated. Trump keeps losing. Rudy Giuliani gets COVID. <laughs> Britney Spears back creates a new album and drops it very recently with the Backstreet Boys. Taylor Swift drops a new album. Miley Cyrus drops a new album. And Pfizer COVID vaccine is shipped out today. And there's still no justice for Brianna Taylor. That's, that's 2020. 2020. That's 2020. <laughs> and that's Brett Hankison, uh... Jonathan Madison, and Miles Cosgrove have not been held accountable for their actions oh yeah this year y'all and uh we should mention that elijah mcclain was also a case that came up this year yes even though he died in 2019 yeah that was something that came back up this year and i mean just numerous killings yeah they're you know countless black folks trans folks is there any part specifically i mean it's all it's all pretty uh thrilling it all happened but there's anything when y'all were creating this list that like stuck out that like y'all want to be like, wow, this was something that like really was pivotal. Or when I think of 2020, this stood out or this was I remembered this. Anything like that? I think that Trump uh, blasting those protesters and then holding a Bible upside down for a photo op and then like denying that that happened feels pretty representative of mm. 2020 for me. Yeah. Mm. The simple act of like. Uh, police brutality at a protest for police brutality mm-hmm. was m- just like m- like mind blowing. Like it, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. uh, it's indicative of where we are right now, for sure. Right. But the protests against uh, voter fraud were protected by police. Yeah, the haircuts. Yeah, yeah. people haircuts. demanding to get haircuts. Masks. Not wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Internal screaming. <laughs> I think it's there's something really weird about the underdog that stuck out to me a lot throughout this year where it was like I didn't see enough images about nurses and doctors like every time I was looking up information I saw more pictures and photos of police officers in gear right like having a protective face mask and having like uh, anything they needed to beat the shit out of someone pretty much right but like to see nurses wearing trash bags and like images of them having to go to work like i didn't get to see the real heroes of this country and i that really stuck out to me that like during a health pandemic and they're busting their ass i saw them the least when i was looking back through things oh, yeah, yeah. It, like it was like a surge 
of people clapping and doing like and and cheering for them and then like now people are complaining about lockdowns now now people almost forgot that they cheered for them at 7 p.m every night because it was just yeah. like i i, I mm. okay i'm gonna go off on this for just a second go off go off sis it's been on my mind for a while people like to complain that the lockdowns are unfair and um they are intru- intruding on personal rights and and this and it, this wasn't just like republicans this is, this is like there are a lot of people that were complaining about this about sorry lockdowns. someone told my mom today that I used the mask as a muzzle today to my mom <sighs> so I, I think what we're focusing on and the bigger picture of of defending the police of our nurses and our doctors not having um what they needed to fight this we're focusing on like lockdowns we're focusing on the present we're focusing on people stating defunding the police but when we look at the reasonings for this thing the reasonings for why we are stating this thing why we are stating you know lockdowns are necessary and um defunding the police is necessary is because of the fact that we don't have enough funding for the things that matter and we continue Mm -hmm. to pretend that we don't have enough funding for the, the things that matter when in reality if we focused on public health five ten years ago if we focused on public health when like look at south korea i mean they had to go through was it sars there was something that happened in south korea that hit them very hard which made them plan for the next pandemic Mm. which made them do pretty okay this time around because they put funding into public health so when we say like defund the police what we are essentially saying is put the money where we need it because we're focusing on lockdowns but what we should be focusing on is putting the money where we need it so that the next time that this happens it doesn't fuck us over so like people focusing on lockdowns and talking about like well you shouldn't be focusing on the lockdowns the lockdowns are for the hospitals so they're not overrun simple state like not your freedoms not about you literally about about you about the doctors Mm. about the fucking nurses that you clapped for at 7 p.m every night now you just fucking forgot about they need help and locking down is literally their only option because we can't trust people to follow the rules simple can i challenge that and say that what if what you're describing is based off of a structure of america that is not how it actually is created like, what if you're describing a structure of America that is based on it actually wanting people in this country as a whole to do well, as opposed to it is built on the idea that these people need to die so that way I can keep this group of people paid for, right? Like, if I have to medicate these people because they're dying, then I can continue to funnel money from them monthly. And if I and if I keep them in the hospitals, then I have their insurance and there are multiple different programs that they have funneling money into the hospital which the hospital then pay taxes and pay for this like the actual need for people to die is what funds america or the actual need to break people in this country is what funnels america which i think is sick i think it's part of a bigger scheme well i i certainly think that the the health industry the i hate using this word now because it's popped up in so many conspiracy theories but the big pharma um there's certainly lobbyist control over the government, which leads to um, a severe pushback in free healthcare. Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. We're 
supposedly quote unquote <laughs> the number one country in the world, whatever. Uh, but we don't have free healthcare, and numerous other countries do, and it's obvious that it's the lobbyists that have control. So I think that you're right. I think like healthcare, there isn't uh... privatized healthcare is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. It's not about the patient. It's about the money. It's not about care. It's about business. Uh huh. Yeah. But this is what happens where we when we place that in front of public healthcare, we get this like. Which inevitably affects the economy, which inevitably affects literally everything else. It, so if if they did put public health care in control, if they like, if they did put funding in that, then we wouldn't be here. You know, you know, no, you're and you're making such a dope point, which I think is so frustrating because you look at they are not passing a stimulus bill. Yeah, right. but what they are yeah. doing is sitting in positions and in dip. The people making the choices are in institutions that cannot be broken. Speaking yeah. on people in broken communities. That in itself is fucked. You know? Like, they aren't worried about things crashing because their mm-hmm. system is set up to not crash. So the people that need it the most will yeah. not receive it. And that is the game. Like, that is the structure. Like, in it, they're winning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think to that point, like, I... This year just feels like a rolling, like, continuum of this country revealing, like, telling on itself. Because I mm-hmm. think, like, the problems that we're experiencing in a big way are not new. They're not Mm-mm. things that, like, right. just happened this year. Mm-hmm. There are things that have been problems in this country that, like, are finally getting addressed because they're happening to more people. They're happening more to white people. They're happening more to wealthy people. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. like, you know, the pandemic is not, it doesn't discriminate. You know, yes, it it has affected certain communities more because certain communities can't afford to take the same precautions or isolate in the same way because people need to, you know, pay for their basic needs and, and no one's paying people to stay home, which is the easiest way to get people to actually stay home across the board is to, you know, provide for people. Um, so like, I I really do think, and, and, you know, like all of the social upheavals around, um, racist policing around, um, like the prison industrial complex, like all of that stuff has been a thing that, you know, like cops have been murdering black people disproportionately. Not like this isn't a new thing. This has been happening. Um, prison, very establishment of of the American police is a crossover (laughs) of, of the, of slavery. Yeah, well, and prisons, too, yeah. you know. So, like, I just feel like like we're finally able to talk about these things because, like, it's impossible to avoid them now. But it, it's just, I think it just reveals how broken our systems are, how broken this country is, and how some people, even when faced with all of these realities, refuse to give up their own illusion of freedom, even when, like, Everyone it's is clear nodding. that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even when it's clear that that certain people and communities in this country have never had freedom, have never been able to be free. And like that's like what people who complain about having to wear masks piss me off so fucking much is because they believe it's an assault on their personal liberties, on their freedom. And like, like, you know, is an assault. Yeah. And what, meanwhile, you don't like, know what assault is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the real thing. It's people big. who are yeah. like need something to be mad about, and like this is what you've chosen to be mad about because everything else works in your favor. Yeah. Oh, God. That's you know? that really is it. It's like that you're mad at that because you have the luxury of not mm-hmm. like going through what a lot of people yeah. have to go through 
yeah. in this country. Well, and it's a symptom of like the indivi- like the American psyche of like individualism and Ugh. of like like freedom as the thing that we like uphold as like our our thing. You know, it's like in all of our <laughs> our shit. It's in like the pledge. It's in you know yeah. like. The, uh, the word associated with America is like freedom, bald eagle, whatever flag. Um, but like, <laughs> but like at what cost? Freedom at yeah. what cost? And the fact yeah. that people are able to talk about their freedom and be mad about wearing a mask and mm-hmm. that being a part of their uh, claim that they deserve freedom, like at yeah. what cost? At the cost of lives yeah. and the well-being of so many people. And that is just a mirror for how selfish the people in this country are. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's always been freedom at the cost of lives. It's just been yeah. different lives. You know, like yeah. it's been freedom at the cost of black lives. It's been freedom at the cost of indigenous lives. Mm-hmm. It's been freedom for a certain group of people at the cost of another group of people. Now it's just like based around health. Now it's just based around a pandemic. And I, it, I, it's just super revealing to uh, you know it's so it's also so animalistic y'all it's like weird like the shit is like well i'm not gonna wear a mask and you don't wear a mask and like if your body's strong enough it'll fight it off and it's not yeah, then it, that, then like then like no, like yeah. that's so sick alive, and <laughs> yeah you still die from this virus my, like, that woman yeah. that my mom was talking to who said the thing about the mask being a muzzle which i was just like do you know what a muzzle is? Do you know what its intention is? Like, do you Let's know try what it on they you. use metals for? We can get you a muzzle. Yeah, if, um, if you really like. like. She said, you know, I'm struggling because my mom is high risk, but she would, oh my God, I cannot believe this woman said this. Um, sorry, still quoting, not my mother, the woman she was talking to, mm-hmm. saying that they would rather be free and people die sooner than live like this. And I'm like, do you think that COVID is a peaceful death? Like, do you think that people get it and are just like, I'm just going to go to sleep now? It's a horrible, horrible fucking yeah, virus. Like, what are you fucking talking about? My friend's husband is a chaplain at a hospital. What's a chaplain? A chaplain is someone who basically, um, pretty much when you're going to the hospice stage, they are, they're the nurse, but they're the spirituality in the hospital itself. So they mm. speak to the family about a person who is getting ready to cross over or is on a deathbed they kind of are the relating voice kind of like how do you want to heal relationships with someone before you leave or getting ready to prep someone so that's the chaplain and he saw a bunch of people who were having you know passing away from covid he was working at northwestern and he was like if somebody is getting intubated they it's not like a tube that they put inside of you and you're like they're like and inhale and exhale it is literally they have to have someone hold your body down because your natural response is to move and jerk because of the way that this thing enters your body to sit there so like like to asia's point this is not the you make it out alive but you got intubated and like none of this is fucking enjoyable you just might have the luxury of living yeah so um i i will say by no means has it ever like i i didn't obviously i didn't experience um what these poor people have to experience but i did have a camera shoved down my throat and yeah it's awful it's it's terrible like i i kicked i like i i couldn't control it and that's just like a small percentage of of obviously of what's happening with these people that they have to like get intubated but i can tell from first experience like it's not it's bad it was aw- it was awful honestly this year to me has not only been a fight for democracy 
whatever that might mean because now I just feel like the definition continues to change but I feel like it's a fight for truth just truth like I I, I think we are in a like an actual fight to because there's I, I feel like a large population a large a large amount of population is living in a different reality which to me is like terrifying it's like people are walking around believing something that isn't universally isn't true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that to me is really scary i actually i feel like 2020 is a bad science experiment like you know like when you were in school and you had to i don't know what school y'all went to i don't know where you went if you went to school but there is you either got to do and <laughs> it's a bad joke right sorry um <laughs> I, I had a pig some people had frogs right but the point is like to dissect. you guys yes you were dissecting yeah. And I think what reminds me of this year is that there's a group of people who get to sit on the outside with a clipboard and be like, oh, oh, that's what happens to that thing. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Well, let me poke at it a little more. Oh, okay, that's too uh. much. And then there's a side of it that is the thing actually being dissected. I don't know if it even had a choice, but this year feels like two oscillating worlds. There's a there's a version of 2020 for a group of people that were dissect it in order for people to understand and there was a group of people who got to stay in with the clipboards and for uh for comparison got to read the books or got to rewatch the tape or got to rewatch the film and the bodies and be like oh okay and that is so striking and so stark to where it's almost like the pandemic was new to one group of pandi- to people, and the pandemic was just a normal behavior and a normal year you've lived through for another group of people. Yeah, because yeah, we were talking about 2020 and how, like, a lot of people have expressed that they have been learning and, like, uh, uh, particularly the white population talking about, you know, like, how they've been reading and learning and having book clubs. And I think when we talk about learning something at some point you put it into action so when we're you you know when we're expressing about like talking about this year and how you were talking about it's a bad science experiment the only way to really like make up for that (laughs) to make up for essentially just like Hmm. watching and learning is to actually do something about it come the new year right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah yeah because it's not like the clock strikes 12 and we're just like well Everything's done and over and Denzo. now. Dunzo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. New year, new world, new existence for everyone. Yeah. Like, I totally get the, like, you know, the humor and the, like, internet stuff around, like, 2020 has been a nightmare year. Can't wait for 2021. You know, like, can't wait for this fucking dumpster fire mm-hmm. year to be over. And, like, I also can't wait for this year to be over because it's been a terrible year. But, like... Time doesn't work that way. You know, like, it's not like we're going to turn back into a pumpkin when the clock strikes midnight on January 1st, 2021. Like, w- the pandemic will still be a thing. The This country will still be built on racist systems. Like, misogyny will still exist. People will still be targeting Black trans women disproportionately to everybody. Like, these things are... A, we'll still be living on stolen land. These things will all still be problems. Yes. And I, like, really want to encourage people to, like... Divorce yourselves from the mentality of, like, 2020 is its own thing. It's its its own bubble, and it's an exception because it, like I said before, like, it is the rule. 
2020 has just revealed the way things have always been. Like, yes. can I? It, it's just on a heightened scale. You know what's funny? We are too. Is like people, and look, us four. When when we're able to get a vaccine, we'll be able to eat out. We'll be able to like go on with our lives because us four work really hard. But I like I'll be transparent. Like. I am a privileged person of color, meaning that like I cannot adopt some of the narratives that people in my community. I know there are people who are black who have it worse than I do. I understand that and in full, full wholesomeness. Right. I think that's also important to grapple as like classism within being a minority. Mm-hmm. But I definitely also know that people are ready to get out of this pandemic because they're tired of being at home and they're tired of being in sweatpants. But a lot of the people that this pandemic hit really hard did not even get to sit at home and yeah. and not and not do anything. They actually became essential workers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's not essential because people think that they're amazing. They're essential because they're doing the jobs that no one else wants. So yeah. it's also like this weird idea of like, I can't wait for 2021 so I can pretty much reestablish classism. So I can do the things I need to do that make me feel good as a human being. And like, yeah. because it again this pandemic has shown us like who is on the bottom who's at the top and like all of us making up the middle is what makes us is the classism levels and we're ready to get back to those classism levels yeah that's kind of scary yeah like returning to normal is not an option because normal was bad for so many people like normal isn't acceptable so anyone who wants to return to normal is acknowledging that they want to return to a system that favored them and allowed them comfort at someone else's expense. It's really, it's funny that the saying is back to normal. Like yeah. it, it is inherent in the saying to go backwards as opposed to uh, forward momentum. Because right. it's like normal is, it's comfort. And that's why, they, why, why people want to go back. But like so often it, it's not, a, it wasn't a good thing. Like, normal wasn't a good thing, <laughs> especially yeah. here. You know what we need is Marty McFly to put <laughs> us back in the car. What is that called? DeLorean. DeLorean. Let's do it at the same time. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't because I didn't remember. Um, <laughs> we need a DeLorean to turn us back. Oh, like, okay, if y'all could pick a year to go back to. I know this is a terrible fucking game. Oh. If you could pick a year to go back to it and like, you could be like, stop. And everyone would oh. like, stop. And like, they'd have to listen to you. And you can only pick one year. What and year? people have to listen to people. you and they can't like be racist or misogynist at you. Yeah. Like you don't get to like have a concert there. Like you, you don't get to be like your talent right now. I know this is what we would do, but like, like I can't go back to 1492 and put on a concert and then all of a sudden like I'm a mogul, I'm a statue. But how cool would that be, right? <laughs> That'd be dope. <laughs> but like what year would you go back to? I don't know. Yeah. What year would you go oh. back to? I mean, part of me would just skip to year 5000 and hope that it's better. <laughs> <laughs> just fingers crossed. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Let's go see. Oh my God. Uh, uh. I think if I had to go back, I don't even know what the moment is. It would be like when someone started to decide that like gender norms and roles were mm, a thing. I would just go good. back to that and slap them in the face and be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. No, well, yeah. you- the word is equality. <laughs> 
that would be what if that's all it took too it's like us being like do i want to wear red today or green and you just like slapped me like fine okay equality like it was like <laughs> that simple and we've made it bigger uh, i mean i feel like even so this is the thing that i struggle with so often is like the establishment of this country is why i'm here but at the same time is at the expense of indigenous people who are already here and as a person who is indigenous who's someone who's from palestine who's currently going through uh let's just call it what it is genocide um it's it's like it's hard it's hard to that's why recognizing land acknowledgement is so important that's why we do that mm-hmm. every episode because it's like you know you can't preach uh <laughs> that type of stuff and not acknowledge the fact that we are on stolen land you know mm-hmm. So that's hard, too, I feel like. Well, too, something I read that's really interesting is that people that look for the root of something, your intent or you, you're the type of person that solves problems by getting to the root of it. And people mm-hmm. that look for things towards the future, you're somebody that likes to get to things by just like problem solving and like trying things out in a challenging way. So that's I'm, also why I asked because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm the root. You're, yeah, you <laughs> you like pig, like one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite um, podcasts and podcast shout out here because it's fantastic it's called through line and it follows specific subjects from the the very point of when it started and then expands on it to where it is now mm-hmm. and that like repercussions of everything too because like i think that's the only way to solve a problem especially like yeah. like what, what, what we're talking about now with um defunding the police and everything else that's yeah. relevant this year it's like well if you if you know how the american police started you know how flawed it like exists in the fucking roots and it's kkk connections and it's like all of this stuff if you don't know that of course you're like well defund the police why would you do that but if you learned the history of something mm-hmm. you'd be yeah. like oh well that makes sense yeah like you can't trim a tree when the roots are rotten like you gotta dig up the whole fucking tree and plant a new tree yeah come on That's come on tina. come on tinsel tina yeah, it's Tinsel Tina. Don't touch Tina's tree. <laughs> yeah, her also, roots are good. Um, just quickly, I don't want to like go too far into this, but just first thoughts on. Um, I know there's like a lot of conversations about the phrase "defund the police," and Obama got a lot of blowback about what he said. Um, I don't know. In my initial response, like I understand why he said that. You know, like I understand what he means, and I I also understand like the rage and like the not caring if people are closed to defund the police because of what the phrase is but like i don't know i just think in a way it does make it harder if if our if the phrase that we're touting immediately shuts people down and we need people to be behind this like i kind of get what obama meant but i just wondered what everyone's thoughts were on that yeah uh initially when this happened i felt like i had to explain what defund the police meant numerous Mm -hmm. times Mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. and i also feel like this Same. year is a, a big year of accepting multiple truths so i mm-hmm. think like us getting back to that understanding like well what he said was fundamentally flawed and what people are reacting to i think is valid but i also do think that there is a hefty amount of explanation that we had to provide every time we said it mm-hmm. my problem with that asia is like again getting to the root of it is that because I agree, I think I understand why he changed it, changed it. But I think the conversation involves 
talking to someone that no matter what their terminology is, do they actually even care to change the issue? Mm-hmm. Because you can explain defund the police to someone and they're like, well, it doesn't sound right. Like, that, I don't want to defund. And then if I explain it to you, if you're still like, well, no, it had nothing to do with the title of the mm. thing. You actually were yeah. never going to be on board for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the transparency of getting people on board, I think, is the the biggest problem at the end of the day. Like, no matter what you call it, it's that people don't want to do it as a whole. And whether it's defund the police or um, reallocate money they are going to have the same opinion. They're just using deep on the police as a way to not say how they actually feel, which is like, we don't want more money to not come from there. Yeah, I I agree. I I feel like, I mean, like we went through a lot of the, I I don't know about y'all, but I went through a lot of this this summer where like, you know, there was a lot of talk around like the idea of defunding the police and what it actually means. And like, I feel like I had to explain it to several people just who like weren't clear on what yeah. it meant and like that and it worked you know like people were like oh I didn't realize mm-hmm. that was the you know that was the demand that's really interesting and I want to learn more about that like I think like you said Lionel like we can engage with people about what it actually means but like the the phrase itself defund the police is pretty you know like it's not a catchphrase it's not like a slogan it's a policy demand you know it's pretty clear about what it wants so I think like we need to be able to engage on that level and like explain to people what it means if we feel like the phrase itself is alienating. But also like I, I'm so resistant. I feel like this won't come as a surprise to any of you, <laughs> but like I'm so resistant to the idea that we have to adjust our phrases, our demands for the consumption of people who may or may not be on our side or may or may not have our best interests at heart. Like I, I get that like, that sometimes is necessary because that's what it takes to get like incremental progress. But like incremental progress isn't enough because people are dying. Yeah. Like, like I, I I get why it's tough for people to like, actually, no, I don't fucking get like people may not like it, but like you said, Lionel, like it's not the phrase that, that people. Correct. They're not on board. Cause it's like, it's, it's like you're hiding behind the identity of this thing. So you don't actually have to say what you feel, which is that you don't want money to come away from the police. But if someone says defund, then you can hop on the bandwagon of being like, well, you said defund. You said defund. It's like, okay, I don't mean defund. I mean reallocate. They're like, I still don't like that. I feel like the issue is that people don't want to admit that they don't want to have not have money go to the police. And instead of that, they literally grappled on to defund the police. The same way with Black Lives Matter. They were just like, nope, all lives matter. All lives matter. It's like you, if you have a problem with the the phrase, the catchphrase, Black Lives Matter, it's because you actually just don't want to understand how black people are being wrongly mistreated. You are choosing to say that like, well, I might understand it more if you said it differently. It's like, cool. Black lives deserve not to die. Do you feel better? Like, it's like the point is you don't want to support the topic because you don't want to create space for it. So I, I see like him having to do the same thing that people who say black lives matter do all the time, which are like, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. And the fact that somebody was shout out all lives matter to that is the same proxy of like deep on the police. <gasps> no, t- out, reallocate money. I, you know what I mean? They, they still don't want to see it if they don't want to see it. I guess personally, like the majority of the conversations I've had with people who are not appreciative of the phrase defund the police 
because it is such a, and obviously I come from a family that is part of a police department. So that's like a whole other thing, but like from, I understand from their perspective, not being, uh, I guess being more on the conservative side and seeing a phrase, you know, and I'm thinking back to like when this first ha- like when people started first using the phrase defund the police, but like, I understood why people were like, we can't defund the police. They want madness. And then taking a minute to just to, to explain it. But so I guess, Dana, your comment about there being multiple truths, I guess, is kind of where I'm landing with this. Because I do. If someone is like very against the term defund the police and is like scared to look into that because they don't want to see what that kind of world would be. And I can quickly be like, no, like that's not what it means. It means this. And then in my experience, almost every person I've had that conversation with has been like, oh, great. Okay, fine. Like if there are people out there who see defund the police and immediately are turned off and have no one to explain to them what it means, which Tina, I know that they can fucking research it and figure it out on their own. But like if they have, if they have (laughs) no one or like no reason or no incentive to figure out what it means, you know, anyway, multiple. And that's, that's your lane. I do think that words matter. Like when I said that genocide, like Palestine is currently going through genocide. I know that like the initial reaction is like, Oh, what do you, but that's the truth. But yeah, that's what it is. Like, yeah. Genocide doesn't happen now. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. Should we? Rappy? Yeah. Should we do Secret Santa? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Okay. Secret How are we doing this? We did a little Secret Santa last minute for funsies. And we are about to send each other what we got each other right now while we're recording. Oh, my God. All right. We ready? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Go. <laughs> All right, go. Send. Ooh. <gasps> oh. That's what I, how did you know that's what I wanted? Oh. <laughs> Ew, this is gross. We're this all so amazing. loving. Oh, it's yeah. disgusting. This is so sweet. Okay, let's all say oh it. God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, yeah. Asia, I don't know how you knew that I, I wanted a rose quartz roller. That's actually very weird because I had been looking at it. For a it very was on long your elfster. Oh, it was. <laughs> oh my god, I that's funny. And what then I you? got, I got you a little serum to go with it. Yeah, thank you oh so much. God, I don't have serum. Of yeah, Dana, what did you get? What did you get? Uh, I got a rose quartz roller and then a, a serum, a face face stuff. Gingyo. It's supposed to be good for all skin types and very soothing. Gingyo. Dana, who got that for you? Um, Asia did. Oh my god. Um, uh, uh, Tina was my secret Santa, and she got me metallic purple laces for my skates and (gasps) LEDs lights to go on my skates. Oh my god. Oh my god. The hottest thing on wheels. Yeah, you're gonna be the coolest kid on the block. Thanks, teens. What you get, oh, Tina? I saw, I so I go on walks a lot, and I saw these kids like skating in my neighborhood, and they had like light up skates, and I was like, that's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. So I knew I had to get Asia lights for her skates. Yay! Oh, I love it. Um, so I there's a little backstory to this because we were texting. Dana texted us earlier today about um these LED lights that she put up in yeah. her apartment, and I was like, wow, I want those on our text thread, and Lionel got Aww. them for me. And he also got me, this looks fucking bananas. It's a plant-based ceviche like meal kit. Mm. Um, I'm a vegetarian. This looks so fucking cool. Yummy. Where did you find this? Um, I just like did a whole bunch of search. I tried to find like small businesses for vegan, but home kits and like 
a lot of them like wanting you to buy, buy all this stuff. So I ended up finding it on, on Amazon, but um, it's dope. It looks so dope. I just did a bunch of searching and I was like, this seems great for her. That's so cool. Thank you so much. Why yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got Donna. And Dana got me a Promised Land Barack Obama book, which is exactly what I wanted. Yeah! I wanted Barack Obama's yeah! new book. And I got it from, um, we actually referenced uh, SO1. Um, it's a black-owned bookstore in yes! LA. So we referenced it like a Do I pick uh, it up? Or does it... No, it's coming to you. Amazing. Coming oh to you. Oh, thank y'all for 2020. What a yeah. dream. This is nice. No, this year sucked, but we all came together to make this thing this year. So that's something good that's come out of it. That's one thing that I really, really love is that we did this and we're going to continue to do this. And we hope yeah. that everybody else has... Um, Continues to fucking listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continues on their journey with... Uh, their anti-racist work and everything else that they have learned this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll still be here to help y'all along the way yeah. if you need it. Mm-hmm. We'll be here to listen to you know put our voices out there if you care about what we have to say. You should. You should. <laughs> um, we the people yeah, was in we're June. Very cool and smart. I know the event. I called yeah. it out in our wrap up, but I know. it feels like a lifetime ago. It truly does. I know that was in June. June. <laughs> so if everyone would, um, if you're looking for something, still last minute gift, or just want to support a company, uh, it's called ifundwomen.com. It's a really awesome startup company. The women are fucking dope. And uh, I'm wearing currently wearing an outfit made by Crystal Trong, who is the creator founder. And all of their things allow you, so I'm wearing a two-piece sweatsuit. It's called Genderwear. All you need to know is you get a comfy two-piece outfit and all the money you get donates to help women with anything they need from services to medical, um, behavioral, things that just help to keep us all floating and moving and having someone to talk to, especially during these dark times. So I will put a link through that in our link tree, but genderwear, and that is ifundwomen.com. Yay! Um, so another place that you can go to find businesses to support this holiday season um, is um, Beyond Buckskin also has a list of indigenous owned and operated uh, businesses and artisans that you can support. Um, It's like a whole long list. It's broken up by category of what they make and what they sell. Um, So that's a really great place to check out as well if you're looking for places to get some last minute gifts. Uh, And that'll also be in the link tree on our Instagram. Dope. As we're wrapping up this year, write down ways that you want to stay accountable to yourself and to the people around you. There's a study that I don't actually have the numbers on, but that says that people who write down their goals are like exponentially more likely to accomplish those goals or at least take steps to towards those goals. So write down what you want to see happen and what you want to see yourself doing um, so that you can move into 2021 like ready to rock. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, We just want to take a moment to thank everybody for listening and um back in june donating and the people that follow us that are doing the work that we may not even know about um keep doing what you're doing you know it's not always easy to follow the path of standing up for what you believe in but we believe in you um so keep going yeah shine on babies (laughs) okay lionel send us off for 2020 all right everybody until next year 
Thanks for tuning in. We the people, we like to keep it fresh, funky, and always unfiltered. Till next time. We love you. Bye. Oh man, I've got some other accents I'm pulling out for y'all today. Yes, you yes, remember? Yes, yes, rolling yes. up, he just rolled up his sleeves, <laughs> and he rolled them back down and up again. I would like to pull my sleeves on back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh.